1: Exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off.
0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Ciara Mulder.
1: And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is processing through old wounds they didn't know were there. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners.
0: That's right. We are not professionals. We are not trained or accredited in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding And maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love.
1: All right, let's get into today's letter. This letter comes from Stuck in the Past, whose pronouns are she, her, and they, them, who's writing from the bathroom at my friend's wedding. Dear Sam and Sierra, I wanted to start by saying thank you. I have been a listener for four years and can honestly say that my relationships and ability to communicate are so much stronger because of what I've learned from you and your show. I also feel very kindred to you both as a fellow queer Minneapolitan. Listening to your show feels like hanging out with close buds. Sometimes I even catch myself responding to y'all in my car out loud. Love that. Love the idea of you responding to us out loud. I love it too. Just a heads up. The subject of my letter includes a discussion of sexual assault. This letter is also a little long, so bear with me. I recently attended a beautiful wedding for a childhood friend. Our friendship fizzled after high school, but we reconnected a couple years ago in our mid-20s and have built a really fun and solid friendship as adults. She and her spouse are amazing humans, and I'm so happy for them. I feel really grateful that I was included. The wedding was intense. As fellow queers, I'm guessing you can imagine how it felt to suddenly be surrounded by at least 15 people I went to high school with, many of whom (laughs) I hadn't seen in years and definitely not since coming out. What I'd been dreading the most, though, was seeing a high school ex. I anticipated him being there because I knew this guy, let's call him BF, has stayed in touch with my friend through all these years. He lives in another city, and it had been close to five years since I'd last seen him. What I didn't realize was that he was in the wedding. One of her bridespeople. As the wedding party entered the ceremony space, suddenly I was watching the guy who assaulted me as a teenager stand up next to my friend while she got married. Oof. Yep. Yep. So there's that. For many years, I literally didn't know that what happened to me was considered assault. I thought sexual assault was only something that happened in frat houses or dark alleys. I didn't know that there was a word or a term for when your boyfriend starts having sex with you while you're asleep, passed out from drinking. I remember a lot of that night very clearly. I remember getting intensely upset when I woke up and realized what had happened. I remember being comforted by a group of girlfriends who assured me that it was probably an accident, and he really cared about me. It wasn't the first time we had sex, after all. I remember BF saying that he didn't mean to. He didn't know I was asleep. The next day, we went on as if nothing had happened. BF and I never talked about it. No one else who was there that night ever brought it up to me ever again. Most of the people who were there that night were also at this wedding. Over a decade has passed, but all night I found myself feeling like I was 17 again. What do you do when somebody tells you that they hurt you on accident? When you were both so young and now so much time has passed. I was probably in my mid-20s when I realized that encounter was more than just not okay. For years, I rationalized what happened as not that bad or just a mistake. It's only in the last couple years that I've begun to realize the extent to which all of this has affected me. I started to think about my experience more often and with more scrutiny about two years ago and I found a video online that I had forgotten about. A little context, BF loved movies in our junior year he applied to film school. He often teased me about the music books and movies I enjoyed, and I remember trying so hard to make myself like the art that he considered worthy. He asked me to play one of the roles in the Western-style short that he had written and planned to use as an application material. I remember feeling so excited, so special. I found the video a couple years ago after not watching it since I was a teenager. It was so shocking to watch back. I played BF's wife. I had no lines. The five minute clip starts with a scene portraying us as a couple. Suddenly an intruder enters and begins to brutally rape and then kill my character. BF, the hero, then spends the rest of the short hunting down and killing the evil intruder. The scene I was in is gratuitous and violent in every sense of the word. I was shocked and horrified realizing that this had come from such a young person's brain and that I was a willing participant. I can't help but feel that there is a deep connection between this video and what eventually happened to me, that when our culture socializes young men and boys to think violence is not only commonplace but art, something they can create for their own benefit, it's no wonder it translates to their actual behavior. BF made that video for a freaking college application. I have no doubt that his parents watched it and that people told him he was talented and special because of it. When I found this video about 2 years ago, I sent BF a message about it. I asked what he thought of it and if he regretted making it. He sent me a reply that all he sent me a reply with all the right words, saying that he had grown and knew that it was gratuitous and wrong to portray sexual assault that way. He said he'd meant to take it down because he found it embarrassing. It didn't represent who he was today. He said he was sorry. And I just didn't fuck long care. All of this rage that was pent up for years about the way he treated me like it was spilling over. I felt so deeply sad for my young self. I think there's a big part of me that still doesn't feel like I have the right to be upset about what happened. After all, BF and I continued to date for months after that horrible night and stayed on good terms for years. The unhealed parts of me say... If it was really that big of a deal, why would I have continued spending time with him? I also know that there were several years where BF was much closer to my friend, whose wedding I just attended, than I was. I drifted from the group, and he was there for her. Who am I to say, ten years later, that BF is anything other than a nice guy? At the wedding, I endured a few minutes of awkward small talk and an unwanted hug from BF and spent most of the night wanting to be invisible so he wouldn't come near me. He said, I'm sorry if it's awkward to see me after all these years. After, I felt numb and then so incredibly sad. So, I guess it's time to ask a question, right? I know that I would benefit from talking to a therapist about this. I was in therapy for years, but honestly never broached the subject of sex with the person I was seeing at the time. It's something I know that I should prioritize. S&S, what do I do with all of these feelings in the meantime? How do I feel How do I deal with feeling like I want my friend to choose me over BF? What from feeling like I want to scream at her? You picked him to be in your wedding? I've never talked to her about what happened. I'm not sure she even remembers. I know it doesn't actually reflect on her in any way, but it all hurts nonetheless. Do I put distance between myself and this group of people again? I know if I continue to spend time with her and some other people from that period of life that I've reconnected with, I will continue to see him periodically. Part of me thinks it's too painful to exist in their world again. Do I talk to my friend about what happened now that her wedding is over? Do I just leave it all in the past and try to find a way to, if not forgive, then move on? Any advice you have would be amazing, but honestly, I'm just glad to feel like I've finally shared part of the story with someone. It feels like now that I've shared it, it matters at least to someone. Thanks for all you do to help mend all of our hearts. We are so lucky to have you.
0: Oh my darling!
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? It's been a while since I've cried on the show, but I am definitely crying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you, to the letter writer, you articulated something that's so deeply meaningful to Sam and I, um, and what keeps us coming back to this show and this community um how important it is for us to be connected and validate our own experiences and our stories and how the act of just sharing something something and being seen and heard by another person um is the foundation of so much goodness in this world. Um Sam and I are terribly, terribly sorry that you had this experience both in high school, in this relationship and at the wedding. I, it does matter to Sam and I, it matters to your story. It matters to who you are. And I'm sorry that that person betrayed your trust in that incredibly harmful way. Um, Sam and I were talking before recording about how, Unfair it is that when something difficult happens, when something painful or traumatic happens to us, it is then on, on the victim, on the person who experienced it to, to heal, you know, like when people hurt us, like by math's logic, they should then heal us. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. um, but instead people hurt us and it is on us to process and move through that hurt. And that just as a foundation to this answer is, is such an unfair reality of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to dive into that and, a, and a lot more um, in just a minute, but first we have to take a very, very quick break. love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag and I love it because <laughs> love it. <laughs> honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it.
1: Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash justbreakup for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q u slash justbreakup to get free shipping and 365 five day returns. Quince.com slash just break up.
0: Alright, head and hard workers, you know I'm all about tackling our money shame
1: Rocket Money has over five million users and has helped save its members an average of seven hundred and twenty dollars a year, with over five hundred million dollars in canceled unwanted subscriptions.
0: And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions (laughs) for you.
1: Stop wasting money. We don't need to practice that. Yeah, we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service (laughs) representatives. You know what I mean? Like, just like. Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup.
1: All right, everyone. Welcome back. I've gotten a hold of myself after... crying more than I expected after reading that letter. Um, yeah. Uh, I do want to say just starting off, um, you know, after as a reflection of what Sierra said, um, thank you for sharing this with us, um, and for trusting us to be able to hold this with you. Um, and I just want to say that Sierra and I are are happy to do that with you. Um, because this thing that happened to you doesn't make you um, unworthy of love. This thing that happened to you isn't so big that you can't share it with others. Um, and it's meaningful to us that you trust us enough to be able to talk about something that you have been holding by yourself for so long. And so just want you to know that Sierra and I are putting our hands under it. And offering some support to keep it uh, up in the air with you, um, to hold it with you. So That's um, I want to say, you know, the, the reaction that you're having to seeing this person, the anger that you're feeling, the sadness that you're feeling for yourself uh, around, around what happened to looking at your 17 year old self and just saying, I feel so bad that this is something that she had to deal with. Um, this feeling of saying, like, why can't everyone see that he did this horrible thing to me and that and choose me over him, knowing that this is what happened. All of those reactions are so deeply understandable and so relatable. You know, I think the way that you're feeling about all of this isn't because you're somehow broken or because you're somehow overreacting to all of this stuff. I think that I, as reading through this letter was just like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. To all of the different ways that you were feeling about it. And, you know, I think that this, um, having this interaction with him even the fact that he offered you what what some you know what you might consider like all the right words and still feeling anger about it is so deeply understandable and i think we kind of live in this sort of like twitterfication of our emotions and of how the rules of society should work that we think that like Oh, if I just get the perfect apology, then suddenly Mm. the pain will go away. Right. Or if the person says the exact right thing, then suddenly this well of forgiveness will be opened in me and I will become this enlightened Mm -hmm. and wonderful person so capable of holding the complexity of this. And and I'm glad that he apologized. Like I'm so glad that he said those right things. And I hope that they're true i hope that he yes. recognizes the ways in which he has needed to grow and that he's behaving differently like i i hope that that all of that is true and i also totally understand that that is not enough to be able to tap into forgiveness for him i don't think that that is unreasonable. I don't think that there's anything wrong with you. And I want to say to you, you can dislike this person for the rest of your life, and I won't blame you for it. I'm not asking you to find, you know, niceness with this man. Like, I'm not asking you to want to be his friend. All of that is up to you, and you get to decide. And and I, and Sierra, and I think lots of people who are listening can deeply understand why that would be the choice that you would want to make, And that's a choice that's available to you, right? You don't have to get over this. This is not, this isn't, you're not better or worse for having not figured out how to have this person in your life.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, I, our wounds want to understand the weapons, right? Like our wounds deeply want justification or an explanation and that perfect apology. We, We want accountability and punishment and justice. And so many of those things, whether it be from, you know, rape culture or just fucking time or the complicated nature of relationships and maturity and and whatever the fuck happens in our lives, in our bodies, in our relationships, A lot of those things are out of our grasp. Um, I want to say a couple things. Um, First, I I don't. While I am grateful that he said all of the right things to you in his apology, because I believe in growth and and change. um, I also don't care. About this person. <laughs> I don't care. Um, and I don't mean that to just like, write him off. You know, like you said, he has a beneficial relationship with your friend. You know, I'm, I'm sure he has other things happening in his life that aren't this shitty thing. I also, in, in this moment, in this answer, in this letter to you, um, I all I want to do is hold and point to and talk about what was unfair and what you are left to untangle. Um, I just, I don't, I don't care about him right now. Um, I started this episode by talking about how it's unfair that it falls to you then to, to do the untangling. Um, But unfortunately, um, I do think that's where the healing journey starts. And when I talk about, when I use words like healing and healing journey, specifically in this response to you, I want you to know that I totally agree with Sam. I don't care if you hate this dude forever. I don't care if you never understand what led him to act the way that he did. I don't need you to have compassion for him. I don't need you to have some, you know, grand mature understanding for the actions that led him to that. And I don't need you to forgive the people who, who approved of his fucking college application video. Um, like that is so, that is such a time that's such a, a symptom of that questionable time that we were in and are still in, you know? um, Yeah, I also want to say something about this letter that was so profound to me was the different eras of your life all coming together right now, all converging at this fucking wedding. And you're right. Seeing 15 people from my high school would make me break out into hives, okay? (laughs) Seeing 15 people and my abusive ex at a wedding would make me not go to that wedding. You know, um, I think so much of what's happening, what's unfolding for you right now, uh, where some of these really intense emotions are coming from is because there's been enough time to where you can look back on that younger self and see her as almost a separate person as almost a younger sibling of yourself that you want to protect, that you, that you feel, you know, I, I can always be more of a fiercer advocate if I imagine things are happening to another person. I can always be a bigger, you know, a stronger, louder, fiercer mama bear, a defender when I imagine that I'm defending someone younger or smaller than myself or just anyone else. <laughs> like it's so much easier to be uh, to justify the defense of someone else than it is of your own pain. And I think that's a little bit of what's happening here is that it's enough distance has allowed uh, enough distance and enough life. Really, you know, you've lived more life You've seen what healthy relationships are. You've seen what is not acceptable. Um, You've seen how the world coddles young men. And and you've seen how the world contributes to this perpetual rape culture that we live in. And now you're able to look back at that young person that you were and say, oh my God, I want to run in there and save her. I want to... I want to get vengeance for her. I want to protect her, you know, and those that can, that instantly evokes so much big emotions for me.
1: I think that the, one of the ways that you can sort of hold this for yourself um, is by sort of recognizing the way in which this incident has taught you some stories about yourself um, and about sort of how the world works. Um, you know, the stories that you have about yourself of like, well, I stayed with him afterwards, so maybe it wasn't that big of a deal or the story that you told yourself of this is so big and ugly that I have to withdraw from this group of friends because they won't be able to handle it. Or the story that you're telling yourself around like this is part of a pattern that I should have expected, I should have understood, I should have known, right? Like there's, there's so much here that, that your, your heart and brain and body are trying to make sense of and process through in ways that you weren't able to 10 years ago, right? In ways that, that weren't available because you didn't know how to talk about it or people weren't talking about it with you or people were dismissing this experience as if it wasn't a big deal. Cause that is a real thing that happened to you and, and what sucks about experiencing trauma, right? What sucks about going through an experience that that causes this reaction in our brains and our hearts and our bodies is that the way forward is often to have to hold ourselves differently, right? To figure out ways that we can challenge some of those narratives about our story, about what's been happening to us, about why it happened, about what it means about us. And the, the sucky part is, is that that work is ours, um, that the sucky part of that is that it's like, oh, now I'm the one this terrible thing has happened to me. And now I'm the one that has to figure out how I'm going to hold this in my body in a way that is more helpful to me. And I wish that you didn't have to go through that. Right. I wish that that you didn't have to be dealing with all of this stuff that happened to you. I wish that I wish that BF had to Deal with it more, right? Like I wish that the the perpetrator of this had to have more to do with how this healing looks for you. Um, But I want to say to you that like this work is yours, but it doesn't have to be yours alone, right? And, you know, you talked about finding a therapist, which I think is a really good idea. I think a therapist that specializes in trauma, that specializes in sexual assault would be really helpful for you. And I also want to say that this isn't some dirty secret that you need to keep from Mm. the people in your life. I think that if it feels safe for you, because I also know that like telling about our traumatic experiences can trigger trauma responses in our bodies that make us feel really unsafe. So I want to say that if you don't feel like you can tell people like that's also okay but I do think that you can talk to your friends and loved ones about what happened to you and how it's landing on you. And I think, you know, I think you can talk to this friend who had this wedding and say, you know, um, I don't know if you know this but this is my experience with this person and it was hard to see him that day, right? And I don't need you to do anything differently or whatever, but I need you to I'm trying to tell you this so that you can see it and hold it with me because right now it feels like a secret that I don't I don't want to be keeping, right? There's I think that I think that you would be surprised at how capable people are of hearing and holding these types of experiences, right? Like not all people for sure, like there are many people who probably aren't, but I do think that like the friends that you love and trust deserve to know how much you are processing through right now and deserve to know how much you need them to help hold you in this particular moment. So I would encourage you if it's available to you to know that this isn't a secret that you need to keep that somehow makes you unworthy or dirty or gross or too much, but instead, Something that has happened to you that is worthy of being seen and held and heard by people around you who my hope is that will continue to hold and love you and and understand deeply what this means to you and how it's affected you.
0: Yeah. I I also want to say, and maybe I'm saying this because this was my reaction to my youthful trauma. (laughs) Uh It's Sam, everything Sam's just said is true. It is absolutely true. And I am always humbled when, when Sam reminds me that other people can carry things with us, you know? Uh Um, And I feel like the, the culture that we have when we talk about high school, like in especially like American society is like, it's the best years of your life. And and (laughs) if you're watching the video, Uh Sam just made a great face. Um, (laughs) And um, not just about high school, We, we really, I don't know, uphold longevity of relationships over the actual health of them, you know? Mm -hmm. And we, we herald, uh, these, these types of connections or, you know, our roots or our homeroom or whatever the fuck. Um, and I just want to say, like, especially because of the place you are at your life, you know, in your life and who you're becoming and the revelations you're having. And, um, it is also okay if you want to say like, you know what I need to, I need some space from the people who knew me as who I was Mm. to, to further become the person that I am and who, who I am becoming, you know? Um, I think I'm saying this because I like, I don't talk to many people from my high school, no offense to them. It really isn't. It's just because like, I needed to go out and experience more of the world. I needed to, I needed to find myself elsewhere instead of continually digging in that one well, you know, and and I brought up the the thing about our society's view of high school, because I do, I do think that we have this broader expectation that we should always go back to where we come from. And I don't necessarily believe that. Sure. Sure this is not in contrast to what Sam was saying. I think what Sam said is so true and so important. And I want to give you permission to, to, you know, maybe be friends with that, the person's who, whose wedding it was, but also put some space between, you know, it's, How about this full permission to not be friends with the people you were friends with in high school anymore, period. That's all I'm trying to say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's, it's okay. If you're like, I need to move, I need space from the people who knew me then because it's triggering for me. Cause guess what? You're also, it makes so much sense to me that these bigger feelings are coming out now, not just because you saw this person for the first time in a long time. And not just because you're having these revelations about the actual, you know, toxic health of the relationship. Um, But because we often have a delayed response to trauma when we're, when we, when we're safe is when it it comes out, when we are safe to process what happened to us, that's when those fucking big feelings come. So it makes a lot of sense to me that they're coming out now. And I want to just, I guess, end by reminding you of two things is it is, there is no normal response to something like sexual assault, relationship violence. There's no normal response to that. And it's never too late to seek out support um, or to ask for help or to ask somebody like Sam said so beautifully at the beginning of this episode to carry this with you. It's never too late. Even if it was years, years ago, decades, it's, it's never too late to ask somebody to carry something with you. Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I do truly hope you seek some professional support because a a trained, a trained professional, a therapist, a counselor um, could really help you navigate some of this unfolding, some of this healing process um, or this journey, I should say, because it is a life life journey. You know, Mm -hmm. we're just like perpetually healing from life. Um, Uh, But in the meantime, Sam and I are so incredibly honored, incredibly honored to lace our hands together and hold this with you for this very small moment. Um, We love you so much.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We hope this helps. All right, everyone. Today is Friday. And on Fridays, we set you up on a blind date. And this is when we try and send you home with something that we think you're really going to like. This week, our blind date is?
0: Well, it is. <laughs> another thing that has probably been popular for like at least a couple months, but I always find things late and we record on a delay. Uh, it is the David Beckham documentary on Netflix. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It's called Beckham. Honestly, y'all, like... Half of our blind dates are very profound and thoughtful and other, the other half of them are just trashy indulgences. And this was absolutely (laughs) an indulgence for me. I, I did not care at all about David Beckham. I do not know why I press play on this documentary. I do like soccer, but it, it was just a, a a really well done documentary and it was very fun to watch did David Beckham take responsibility for having an affair on his wife? Absolutely not, but the rest of it was <laughs> wonderful. It was really well made. Like I really liked the way they they did interviews and filming. It was that was really creative for me. I also it it scratched the pop culture itch that I love, like 90s early 2000s pop culture, celebrity culture, the way we treated people back then.
1: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know,
0: it's very akin to how the paparazzi t- treated Britney Spears. Um, I really um, was grateful to have like an adult look back perspective on that time and on the relationship of Posh Spice and, you know, one of the best soccer players in the world at that time. Um, yeah, I just genuinely, I watched it in like two days. It was, <laughs> I just genuinely enjoyed it. I'm sorry. It's not more profound. Check out the Beckham documentary on Netflix.
1: Okay. I love it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod.
0: You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise.
1: Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice.
0: Just Breakup is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his music and podcasts, and remember. We give you permission to release and forgive yourself for any responsibility or blame you have carried about abuse that you endured in the past. That person chose to treat you and hurt you in that way. You can now stop repeating the lie that it just happened or you deserved it or you stayed too long. You can forgive yourself. You can reach out for help. You can begin the never-ending journey of healing and better understanding the world. And if all else fails...
1: Just break up.